Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. This is an interesting story. And uh, when we read it, you're going to be thinking, boy, where are you going with this one? How are you going to cook something up with this? And you'll, you'll see why. Uh, verse 24 says, sometime later, however, King Ben-Adad of Aram mustered his entire army and besieged Samaria. As a result, there was great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver and a cup of dove's dung sold for five pieces of silver. See, I told you, I told you, this is getting weird already. Don't worry, I got you, okay? It's going to get weirder here. One day, as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, a woman called out to him, please help me, my lord, the king. He answered, if the Lord doesn't help you, what can I do? I have neither food from the threshing floor nor wine from the press to give you. But then the king asked, what is this matter? She replied, this this woman said to me, come on, let's eat your son today. We will eat my son tomorrow. They don't even put this stuff on Lifetime, that ladies network. You know, this, not that I watch that. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that, that network. That, that's, the, that's the man-hating network. Right? You ever see that junk? I see that the man is a cheater. He is an abuser. And I know that's some guys that, that do that. He's a cheater. He's a killer. Or he's just psycho. But that's, that's lifetime. This, this will not even make it on lifetime. So verse 29, let's get back. So we cooked my son and ate him. Then the next day I said to her, kill your son and we can eat him. But she has hidden her son. Verse 30, when the king heard this, he tore his clothes in despair. And as the king walked along the wall, the people could see that he was wearing burlap under his robe. Next to his skin, verse 31, may, the, may God strike me and even kill me if I don't separate Elijah's head from his shoulders this very day, the king vowed. Let's pray. Father, Lord, let your word bring encouragement today, even out of a mess. In what is a mess in your word, God, turns into a miracle. So let your word bring hope today, clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Uh, if you were encouraged in worship and now you heard this, this story, your spirit went down. Hopefully not. Second uh, Kings chapter 6, the king of Israel and, and the people of, of Samaria were dealing with a a desperate situation. The city was under siege for so long that the Bible says that uh, there was great famine. And the famine was so great that it wrecks the economy and the price for food, if you even want to call it food, I don't think dove waste is food or a donkey's head. The price to eat those things had skyrocketed. So nobody was buying anything on sale. Let's just put it that way. But it got so bad that people, as we read, were even eating their, their own children. And when the king looks at the situation and, and he assesses the, the situation, 
It's so bad that he tears off his clothes. And back then, they would tear off their clothes when they were in mourning or there was great anguish, great pressure on their life. And he, he rips his clothes off and, and he decides that it's, it's time to do something because he could not handle the pressure anymore. Now, my question to, to you is, how do you handle life when you're pressed? All of us in life have to deal with some sort of pressure, right? The things that pressure you may not pressure me. The things that pressure me may not pressure you. But every single one of us will run into a time in life where we will have to deal with some kind of pressure. We got any sports fans in here? We got sports fans? Warriors fans, huh? We got some Warriors fans in here. Any Celtics fans? We, it's, it's, I'm a Celtics fan. It's a hard time for us right now. After that loss on Friday, nobody wants to say if they're a fan right now. But, yeah, that was rough. I love watching sports, um, except for NASCAR. I don't think it's a sport, but I'm just kidding. Um, but, but one thing in, in sports is that the, the greatest players in sports are the ones that excel under pressure. You, you all remember Kobe Bryant, any old basketball fan? I mean, he's not that old, but he just retired. But you remember Kobe Bryant, when Kobe Bryant would play, that guy was just a killer when the, when the game was on the line. Because when the game is on the line, especially in basketball, that's, that's what I watch, basketball. In basketball, when the game is on the line, a lot of people, they don't want the ball in their hands. They just pass it to the next guy. But, but every so often, you got somebody that excels under pressure in the team. And they just take the game to another level. And in life, how much pressure you can handle will determine how far you can go. We have to learn how to handle the pressure of life if we're going to be able to get somewhere in, in our destiny with God. Now in 2 Kings 6, this, this man is dealing with a pressure that none of us will ever know. We'll never be in this situation. But we will experience similar pressure points. Number one, the, the, pressure, uh, the pressure of lack. There was famine in the land. There was, uh, the, the, there was a lack of food. There was a lack of resources. We, we've all been in, in times in life where we have dealt with the pressure of lack. Whether it was a lack of money a lack of resources, a lack of strength, a, a lack of ability to do something. Uh, we, we've all been there when, you're, when your need is greater than your supply, when your problem is bigger than the solutions that you have. There is uh, the pressure of responsibility. Number two, the pressure of responsibility. Have you ever been responsible for something and it created pressure? The, the pressure of responsibility, the, the responsibility maybe of, of, of being a parent, the, the responsibility of going to school if you're in college, of, uh, of finals, the, the responsibility if you are uh, in a career and you are over people, you are a manager, you are a team leader, the, the responsibility of a project. We all have had to deal with the pressure of responsibility. Number three, the pressure of circumstance. There was all kinds of issues all around him. People were starving. The economy was wrecked. Um, there was death. 
All around him, there was trouble. We've all had to deal with situations in life where we are surrounded, or it seems like we're surrounded by trouble. The, the, number four, the pressure of opposition. Because an entire army comes against him, and the, the king has more troops than he does. So he was outnumbered, and there was opposition. We've all had to deal with the pressure of opposition, where, where there's things in life that are resisting you and pushing and pressing against you. How many know what I'm talking about today? The pressure of uncertainty. The woman went up to him looking for help. And he says, if the Lord can't help you, how can I? He, was, he did not have an answer for what was going on. So he was uncertain. And we all have been in times where we face issues and it creates pressure when we don't have an answer. Now, what, what's, what's interesting is the, the Bible says something about pressure. Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Now, I like the message version, more modern version. It says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. See, pressure reveals strength. And the measure of your strength is in how much pressure you can handle. If you are always freaking out and cracking and folding under pressure, whatever area of life is, is a revelation that you lack strength in that area. So we've got to build it. We've got to strengthen it. When the pressure got to the king, he blamed God. Because pressure reveals perspective. What you really believe will, will come out when you are facing a situation where you are under intense pressure. So this man decides to blame God for his situation. When people can't handle pressure, they look for somebody to blame. Now we live in a generation, I read an article the other day, they called this generation, Generation Snowflake. So people are having all these meltdowns, blaming everybody for their trouble. Snowflake generation. Melting away. Huh? Posting all that online. No, I'm just... But we live in a generation where nobody wants to own their own mistakes. I did this because you did that. I'm this way because you were that way. We, we live in a generation where people want to play the blame game and they want to, to, to blame other people where they are or what they do. Listen, I want you to understand something. Someone may be the source of your pain, but they're not the source of your decisions. Somebody may have hurt you. Somebody, somebody may have abandoned you. Somebody may have caused all kinds of pain in your life, but they are not responsible for the choices that you make. Nobody is responsible for the things that you decide to do. There has to be a time where we own what we do, where we stop blaming this person and that person and what that person did to you 10, 15 years ago. They're not even in your life anymore, but they still have control of your life because you blame them for where you are. 
whoever you blame, you empower. Whatever you blame, you empower. Why give somebody control of your destiny that hurt you a long time ago? Why allow to play the blame game and hold people responsible for where you are at? And as long as you hold them responsible, you can't change who you are because unless you take responsibility for something, you can never change it. The king decided to blame God. But the pressure that the king was experiencing was because of his choices. Now, the king was in covenant with God. God had a covenant with his people. And there was a covenant of blessing. You you obey, there's going to be blessing. But if not, then you remove yourself from the blessing. So, what, what the king did is he removed himself from the blessing of God because he was always worshiping idols. He wouldn't get rid of them. Now, it's hard to find peace and pressure when God is not first in your life. How can God protect you from evil when you are pursuing it? How can God keep you in his will? When you're running away from it. See we have to look at some of the things that we do. And some of the choices that we make. Because some of the pressure in our life is there. Because we created it for ourselves. When I was 18. 18, 19 years old. I got a student visa. Anybody get a credit card when you were like young? It's dangerous. And it was 18.99%. And I, bought it, I got it to buy school books, but I also took all my friends out to eat the same day. You know, and I, I told them, I took a bunch of them. I said, you get whatever you want. It's on me. It's on me. And you know, I didn't understand, you know, I didn't even read the details of, of the interest and this and that until later on. Well, I go out, I, I buy books, I buy buy food for, for my friends, offer them seconds. And then I go and buy other stuff, buy clothes. Well, when I get the bill, it was like I was in shock because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And I, I went over the limit of the credit card. You know, when you go over the, the, the credit card limit, they charge you for that. So I got over limit fees. So now I got all this interest for everything that I bought. Now I got over limit fees. And that's a problem because now I can't afford to pay that. So I'm trying to, to make the payments as best as I can for a little while. And then I got another card to get me out of that one. I need to figure out, I need other stuff to buy. So I get another card. Anybody ever been there before? Huh? Well, you know, what, what ends up happening is I get behind because I can't, I can't pay this stuff anymore. And now you know, I got a new problem. Now I got collections on me. Have you ever have collections on you? How many know what I'm talking about here? Don't be embarrassed. Come on. We're, we're east side. We know what's up, you know. You, you know what's up. Right? You got collections calling you now. You got them letters, threatening letters, talking about lawsuits and all this stuff. This is how bad it was for me. And I get these guys calling me. They're calling me at work. 
They're calling me at home. They're calling my friends, but they want their money. They're like drug dealers. They, they just want their money. And I knew when they called because, you know, they, they always had that 1-800 or 1866 number. I was like, I know this number. When I see that, that number pop up, I'm not going to answer that. Well, they started using local numbers. And then, you know, when they would call, is Matthew Vasco there? I knew it. No, he ain't here. So I hung up. Well, they started getting better. Those guys are good. They are masters of manipulation. So they, they call me one day, and, and I think it's, you know, somebody I know because when they called me, they were cool this time. They, they would always bully me. They would bully me. And then one, one time I get this call, and he sounds like, you know, he's just, he's a buddy. And, and I didn't want to ask him, you ever have somebody that calls you, but you don't want to say, hey, who is this? Because it's like, all right, this is my friend. I should know this voice. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure, hey, what's up, man? I was like, hey, what's up? What are you going to do today? I'm going to go watch a movie, maybe, you know, get something to eat. And then the whole conversation shifts. He trapped me. Well, you can, you can afford to, to watch a movie and, and go eat dinner, eat, go eat food, but you can't afford to pay your bills. And I was like, who is this? I'm collections. You need to pay this money. Pressure. I was getting punked by collections, I'm telling you, every day. Man, I'll tell you, that, that, that's, that conversation got heated. It was, it, was, it was bad, you know, but it was pressure. But it was pressure that I created, and I start to think, God, where, where's, the, where's the blessings at, God? But, but the reality is, is I'm the one that created the pressure for myself. Now, you can't blame God for something that you brought on yourself. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 15. The way of the transgressor is hard. So a transgressor is, is somebody that breaks laws or standards. Nothing will create more pressure in your life and make life hard for you than going against the will of God. Now, sin is fun. How many of you know sin is fun? It's a couple people. Just be honest, folks. Just be honest. You don't have to act all holy here. Be honest. You have sinned and you enjoyed it, right? It's okay. Let your hair down. It's all right. Sin is fun, right? Nobody would be doing it if it wasn't fun. It's fun, but it makes life hard. Because the way of the transgressor is hard. So you will create more pressure in your life that needs to be there as long as you go against the will of God in your life. The king made life hard. Now, when he reaches his breaking point, you know what he decides to do? He decides to cut off the head of of Elisha. Now, you need to be careful of what you tried to kill when you're under pressure. I'm not talking about your kids either, okay? be threatening them kids. I'm going to take you out, you know. But don't kill a marriage when you're under pressure. Don't kill commitments in your life because we see it all the time when you're under pressure. Don't kill your vision and abandon your, the vision that God put in your heart 
because you are under pressure. If you're leading a ministry here, don't kill a ministry because you can't handle the pressure. You got to watch what you decide to kill when you're under pressure. You see, for, for the king to cut off the head of Elisha was to cut off the voice of God in his life. Because Elisha was the prophet of God. Elisha was the voice of God in his life. So for him to cut the head of Elisha off was to cut off the voice of God in his life. And how many times do we see when people are under pressure that they will kill their ability to hear the voice of God in their lives? The worst thing that you can do when you're under pressure is to stop praying, stop getting in God's word, stop coming to church. The head represents, in in the Bible, the head represents authority. So we we have people under pressure all the time that when when they're dealing with pressure, they'll remove themselves from God's authority in their life because they can't handle it. And they'll, they'll make excuses for it. Well, you know, this was happening, so I just blew it. I just did this. So I, I just messed up. But, but you have to understand that when you are under God's authority, you're also under God's provision and protection. Don't remove yourself from God's authority when you're under pressure. The king couldn't make things work. So he goes to Elijah and he pays a visit so he can take his life. You know what's cool about the prophet is he already knew what was going on. Right? Never tell prophets jokes because they already, they already know. They already know that punchline. So he already knows he's coming. He knows. And you know, Elijah's cool. Elijah doesn't run. He's not panicking. And you know, what, what's interesting is Elijah's living in the same time, same city, same area. In the same situation as the king. He's living in famine. He's living in a place where there's death around him. He's living in a place where, where he is under siege. But yet he doesn't experience the same pressure as everyone else. And when the pressure starts to heat up. When the king comes to kill him. You know what happens is, is Elisha releases a word. When life is squeezing you and life is pressing you, what's in you will come out. That's why it's, it's good for you to have the word in your life. This is why when, when you have the word and you're squeezed and you're pressed and things are pushing against you, when you have the word of God in your life, you can release a word in that situation. This is what Elisha says. He says, hear the word of the Lord. Would you just tell someone next to you and just wake them up, just tell them, hear the word of the Lord. God has something to say about your situation. You need to understand that when you are under pressure and things are pressing against you and you're wondering, God, how am I going to get out of this? You have to understand that God has a word. God has something to say about your situation. And you would expect for God to have a bad word. 
But God didn't have a bad word for him. God had a good word. The king was in a bad place, but God still had a good word for him. You need to understand today, for, for some of you that have created a mess for yourself, God has a good word for you. You need to understand that our God is a loving God. Yes, he's a God that is just. Yes, he's a God that, that will, will, will bring correction in your life. But I want you to understand God has a good word for you today. Some of you have been, been isolating yourself from the things of God. You've been pushing God away because you thought God was mad at you. Well, what if, God, what if I show up to church and this happens? What is God going to tell me? God has a good word for you today. Our God is a gracious, loving God. Whatever's pressuring you today, take the pressure off of yourself and press, press into the word. When you, when you are under pressure, press, press, put pressure on the word. Psalms 119, 143 says, as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. So God will lift the pressure off of your life by his word. Everything that God does, he does by his word. So what do we do? We lean on the word in those situations. We lean, we press into the word. When something is, is, is coming against you, when, when there's things, you're dealing with the pressure of lack. You're dealing with the pressure of responsibility. Whatever it is, whatever sort of pressure is in your life, you need to put some pressure, put a demand on God's word and say, you know what problem? This is what my God says. The king says, hear the word of the Lord. And then he says, about this time tomorrow. Tell someone next to you tomorrow. And if there's nobody next to you, just act like there is. Just tell them tomorrow. Tomorrow. See, what God was doing was God was making a declaration that in 24 hours, everything was going to change. When you're under pressure, you need to remind yourself that all pressure is temporary. All trouble in life has an expiration date. You need to understand when you, you're, you're pressed and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and burdened that all of those things cannot last forever. What is good today, what is bad today will be better tomorrow. What is horrible today, what is, what is, what is bringing you to a place of, of, of stress, what, what is what is causing you not to sleep today will be gone tomorrow. All problems, all, all issues are temporary issues. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. It, it may just be a handful of you today that are being squeezed right now. You're overwhelmed, but I want you to understand it won't last. It can't last. Hang on. Hold on. Tomorrow, everything has the ability to change. God can turn it around. Sometimes breakthrough is the closest when pressure is the greatest. He says about this time tomorrow, let me close up here. About this time tomorrow at the gate of Samaria, six quarts of fine meal will sell for a shekel. Twelve quarts of barley will sell for a shekel. What, what God is, is talking about here and the word that God is giving him was a word about the economy changing. And it wasn't going to take months for it to turn around, but God 
was getting ready, was getting ready to completely reverse the economic situation in a matter of 24 hours. What God was going to do was end the famine and deal with the enemy that surrounded the, the king's life. You need to understand that God doesn't need a long time to deal with your issue. There are things that, that we have to, to go through. There's things that sometimes are a process. Sometimes there are miracles and they're a process. But there are other times where God can bring a breakthrough and a turnaround and it can happen immediately. Spoke with somebody today. Somebody I prayed with on uh, Wednesday. Said that he had a good report. And he had cancer, stage two cancer that they, they had found in his body a week ago or something, a couple weeks ago, I don't know. And when he went in for the test uh, recently, he's fine. He's, he's, and they think they made a mistake now. So now they want to take another test. And, and he says, just pray that it, it'll, it'll come back. You know, everything comes back negative, that, that there's no cancer. I said, bro, they didn't make a mistake. They found it, but God healed it. Right? God doesn't need a long time to deal with your issue. You may have been in the issue for a long time, but God can turn it around in a matter of moments. This is what I would say to you today. If there's pressure in your life. If you're being squeezed, if you're being pressed right now, if you are going through a situation in your life and you don't know what to do, you don't know how to handle it, you're losing sleep, you don't know how to, you don't have the answers, you don't know what to do, this is my, the best advice I can, can give to you today. Embrace the pressure. What? Embrace Embrace the pressure. You are better under pressure. And you might be thinking, no, I'm not. I, I, I freak out. I, I get overwhelmed, this and that. No, no, you need to understand you are better under pressure. Why? Because in pressure, there is promise. In pressure, there is peace. In pressure, God's power is revealed. You are better under pressure. You will grow more under pressure than you will when things are easy. Pressure has a way of developing us. Pressure has a way of transforming us. But pressure has a way of bringing us into the purposes of God in our life. God may have not caused the pressure. But he can release a promise over it. I thank God, looking back in my life, I thank God for the pressure. I thank God for the times that I didn't have the answer. I thank God for the times that I didn't have the money, when I didn't have the strength, when I didn't have the ability, when I didn't know where to go. I thank God for those times because if I had never known the pressure, I would have never known his peace. I would have never known his provision. I would have never known his power. But it was in the pressure. It's in the pressure. God reveals his goodness. Would you stand with me? God works best under pressure. Remember when Moses faced the pressure of the Egyptians pursuing him. 
God parted the sea. When Abraham faced the pressure of sacrificing his son, God provided the sacrifice. When the disciples faced the pressure of feeding a multitude and they had just a little bit of food, God provided a miracle. Pressure is good because in pressure, there's provision. Today you may have pressure, but you also have a promise. Would you just bow your heads, close your eyes today? Some of you are, you need to realize you, you are too blessed to be stressed today. And I know it's easier said than done, not to get stressed out, not to panic, but you are too blessed to be stressed. You may be in the middle of a mess right now, but the greater the mess, the greater the miracle, the greater the problem, the greater the power, the greater the lack, the greater the the supply. I want you to lift up your hands today. I'm I'm just going to invite the the Holy Spirit just to work in your heart because some of you, God needs to release some peace on you. Some of you, 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 your pressure has robbed you of your ability to have peace. Your pressure has robbed you the ability to even sleep at night. You you can't even sleep. Going into work tired because you can't function because you're so stressed. You're so weighed down. But God wants to release today the promise of God over your life. Wants to release peace over your life. Provision over your life. But we've got to press into him. Press into his presence. Come on, let's just thank God for a moment as we sing this song. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul.
thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.